Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus the Bulls are off and running, and Dan and Jason Bernstein are here to keep you up to date with the Stampede. You're listening to Organizations Win Championships. This is episode 19 of the Organizations Win Championships podcast. I'm Dan Bernstein, along with Jason Bernstein and our producer, Rick Camp. Now, we were supposed to record last Thursday after two games were played, but we were unavoidably detained by travel concerns because of what we thought was going to be a huge snowstorm in Chicago. Uh, We hurried up and got out of here for our trip to Bucknell Enrolled Students Weekend up in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. So we've got four games and a lot to discuss. So, but let the record show we did, we were able to watch all the games including the Phoenix game on Jason's phone in a hotel room in Lewisburg. Uh, <laughs> God, I was so, I was, I was having such a good, I had a great weekend. I had such a good weekend, met a bunch of people. It was such a great time, but this just made it that much worse. Like it made everybody's weekend that much worse. This team is so frustrating. But the thing is that we've gotten to a point where we shouldn't be frustrated because we should be used to it by now. They do the same thing over and over. They lose games, whether they're supposed to win it, whether they're supposed to lose, but it's always ugly. 
They never play it in when they play tight games. And even if they win it, like they did in Detroit, it's always ugly. And it always feels like a loss. Everything with this team just feels pointless. And at least they're losing enough to put themselves in some sort of lottery position that could have any sort of value, but it's still unlikely that they'll get a top four pick. I, 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 I hate this. They're so much worse at every level than every other NBA team. All the bad teams know what they're doing and they have a bunch of young pieces. All the good teams are good because they're good. They, the bulls have nothing to show for whatever they put in this entire year. And their roster is poorly constructed. This is just, uh, I, I can't stop talking about how bad they are. I've been pissing off people at my school because all I can talk about is my mental state with the Bulls. The Bulls are back to my headline, they ass, and I could even add, they really ass. 29 and 36, <laughs> 11th in the East, and it's, it is the most Bulls thing that they announced that they're trying to win. And at the trade deadline, they're trying to win. And as right immediately after they announced they were trying to win and they go into the buyout market and spend money for the guy who they say is going to energize them. And you know what they are? They're the same exact team. They're losing for the same reasons. They have occasional bursts of excitement and solid play from a few people. But ultimately, in this league... They suck. They get reeled in. They are they're a game and a half behind the Washington Wizards for the <laughs> final play in spot. So here's what I think we should do. J- just to organize. He hasn't this. seen the banner yet. I see they really ass on there. Okay. I see it. I guess we've 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 moved our, our meter on that one to the doomsday clock has, has moved from they ass to they really ass. And they're close to they super ass. I, I say that we we examine each of the games individually. And then we have to get to some of the comments that are being made, too, because it actually may be more significant, perhaps, than some of the outcomes before we close with the uh, OWC College Showdown. The 104-98 loss to Toronto was hard fought, and it was what we've seen before from the way Toronto attacks the Bulls with their length and athleticism and and clobbering the glass. They had 19 offensive rebounds. And I've, I've said this before, that Toronto plays... It, it, they play hockey almost where they, they, they put the puck on the net and they, they rush the net and they try to get greasy goals and they can because they're so much longer and quicker and more athletic. And everybody on their team is a Patrick Williams, but a Patrick Williams that does something with the ball. That's meaningful. I, I will give Williams some credit, though. He's been playing good basketball lately. He hasn't been too passive. He's been a little bit more aggressive. He's His catch and shoot has gotten a lot better. I just worry about his feet when he decides not to shoot because he often travels and he gives away. Um, he gives everything away when he does his little pump fake because his right foot goes back. And it just... Mm. It, every, you, you can always see it. It was something Kobe said, where if somebody pump fakes and their right foot goes back, they're obviously not going to shoot it. Something and I, Kobe so, Bryant said? Yes. It's something he said. I don't know when it was, but it was a clip of him saying that when somebody pump fakes and their right foot goes back, why the hell would they shoot the ball? So he would always attack the ball if that happened. 
That's but, about scouting on Patrick. If he's, you see, so you notice him doing that. I know. I notice he what his shot fake is not. It doesn't sell anything. Huh. And uh, I worry about that. I'd rather him. I I'm okay with him shooting it every time. I'm also okay with him shooting it five feet beyond the line. But that's not important right now. Airplane. The, the but three- what's important right now is how they are outmatched by every team they play and they get outmatched for different reasons every single time. It seems. Yep. Yes. And, and no, most- but the results, the results of getting outmatched for those different reasons end up being the same in, in the Correct. Toronto game, 19 offensive rebounds for the Raptors. And this, I'm going to keep getting back to this. As we look at these games, the bulls were 10 of 25 from three Toronto was 15 of 42. And you say, okay, so the Bulls got 30 points off threes and shot a higher percentage. It doesn't matter. Because, because more they get more points. Toronto got 15 more points. And they were able to, with those 19 offensive rebounds, they generated that many more chances. And then, but people may respond and say, oh, but look at the two-point percentage. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't. Because other teams are going to get fouled and they're going to take their free throws. And the all the Bulls do is they shoot contested mid-range jump shots and they lose basketball games. That's the Bulls' recipe for what they want to call success, but what I want to call assness. They are just they're a little bit below the midline. You you've been using the term mid a lot, so I'll go with it, even though I think you overuse it. Um, sorry, I, I, you just caught a stray. That was unnecessary. I apologize, but sorry, right, I got to fix. They're it. under the level of mid to the point of ass. It, it, I'm going to keep going to it, man. They, now, the, it's uh, funny you, you mentioned that even their win felt bad of yep. these four games. The one game that they won, and that was at Detroit, a bad Detroit team. They Eight, were up. Eighteen in the third quarter, and they only lost or they only won because of a rookie being a rookie. Because he called, called a timeout, timeout. They when they didn't have any left, so that's the only reason why they won. They the, would have lost that game. The Bulls were outscored twenty-nine to sixteen in the fourth quarter, and the free throw, or excuse me, the three-point disparity was not as striking. The Bulls were twelve of twenty-seven. Detroit was fourteen of thirty-five. But I do want to focus in on yet another fundamental problem that was evinced in this game by the fourth quarter box score. Because Zach Levine was, as you kids say, on one going into the fourth. He had 36 points going into the fourth. Do you know how many field goal attempts he had in his over seven minutes in the fourth quarter? How many shots he took? Uno. Yeah, you're right. He took one. I know. And And DeMar DeRozan took seven. This was a, this was again a case of trading twos for threes, and that's what happened again. The how, how many threes the Bulls made in the fourth quarter? How many total as a team? Zero. None. The Bulls attempted four threes and they made none of them. That's one and three every three minutes. Detroit made four of their ten. Ugh. I just want to say. Boyan Bogdanovich is a really tough, good basketball man. player. He's tough man, he really is. He had he had what thirty six? What do you have? Thirty four. He had thirty four points, and he shot eight of twelve from three. I mean, obviously, you wouldn't expect someone to shoot eight of twelve from three every night, but he's a damn good player. And 
I, I, I just, it's so frustrating watching this team. You, you can look at last year all you want, and people always mention how it'd be different if they had Lonzo Ball. My, one of my biggest pet peeves. And I also want to address something Stacy said about shooting twos. I think he said if there's an open two, you should take it. I disagree with that. I don't care. If it's a layup, layup or dunk, whatever, fine. I'm totally okay with that. Or a Vooch, you know, four-foot jump hook. Or he can't jump. Let me just say, like, kind of just throw. Yeah, the half hook. The half hook. I'm okay with that. But if if all your – if you're saying that the Bulls should take more open mid-range jump shots, you're just wrong. This isn't high school basketball. This isn't college basketball. You need to take the shot that other teams are taking because other teams are beating you. And if you can't beat them, you join them and they need to shoot more threes. I, at this point in the season, there's no reason why DeRozan shouldn't be taking six threes a game. Well, I, a, six might be a lot. I think, okay, four, four. I think four is the number Fine. for him. Give him four. Give Zach. I would let Zach take 16 threes a game. I don't care at this point. Give Williams eight threes a game. Kobe white. Give him eight threes a game. Like, like what, what do you have to lose at this point? I don't care if you shoot 28%, but at least you're trying to make an effort to compete with somebody when you're shooting all these twos, there's no, there you're saying that they need energy. And that's why you bring Pat, Patrick Beverly isn't done much. I mean, I don't mind him, but I can't deal with the fact that they take so many mid range shots and people are okay with it. It's just not okay. Shoot a million threes a game. In the next game, the Bulls lost 125-104 to Phoenix at home. This was the game that we were watching, having to to huddle together, staring at Jason's phone, because we tried to run it through the TV, because we thought maybe that we could screen, what do they call it, mirror? Screen mirroring. Screen mirroring, but we couldn't do it through the TV at the Fairfield Inn. So we'll have to figure out uh, next time. Phoenix won going away. They made 20 of 47 three-pointers. The Bulls made seven. Of 23. So look at that. That is 60 points. 60 that Phoenix scored on three pointers to the Bulls 21. That's unconscionable. That's unconscionable. They doubled the three point attempts. It's it's just it's the same thing every time. And when Josh Akogi, how many points did Josh Akogi have in the first quarter? I thought he, well, I can like 13 or 15 or something. He finished with 25 and then Durant only had 20. He only took 10 shots, but my statement about Devin Booker will remain true. I have never seen him miss a shot. I don't care where it is on the floor. I have never seen Devin Booker miss a jump shot. He is so good. And we were having conversations last year. Oh, Zach Levine's better than Devin Booker. Oh, my God. Devin Booker is arguably a number one on a championship team. And now they have two guys, one of them who's proven time and time again he's a number one, and one guy who is very close to that. If not, he's already there. They have a Hall of Fame point guard, and they have a center who is just bigger and longer and stronger and more athletic than everybody else on your team. And – I don't and Okogi. People don't talk about him. I haven't heard much about m- much in the media or from NBA fans this season about Josh Okogi. He's a good player, defends well, 
He can hit. He can hit threes. Well, I, I think that that underpinned the the trade. If they didn't believe in Josh Okogi and knowing that his minutes were going to increase, I think the deal in a large in large part was a vote of confidence in him. Did they trade for? What do you mean? I'm just saying the fact that they knew that he was if once they oh get rid of once other you pieces, got rid of Bridges yeah, yeah, yeah. that he's going to play okay. more that he was going to matter more and just to to close Devin Booker had 16 in the first quarter including three of four threes Josh Okogie was four of five in the first quarter including three of four threes he did have 13 <sighs> points like you say mm. but those but the, the the overall volume I I don't think this game merits a ton of analysis the Bulls were up at uh, the Bulls were winning at halftime. Yeah, but then once Phoenix got interested and they just kept making threes and the Bulls make twos and the game's over. Now, the the game I have circled here as the, the one that really hurt and that might have actually ended their season in a lot of ways was a 125-122 loss to Indiana. And there, there's there's a lot of stories in this game. There's a lot that happened and it that that was as as jarring and brutal a way to lose a game as they're going to have all year. Just add that one to the list. Add a, a, another one with their, what are we at? 10 of their, of their 36 losses have been memorably painfully bad. That's just another to throw on the pile before we light it on fire. I just want to say something about Tyrese Halliburton. I, I don't think I can name four point guards or maybe five point guards better than he is. I think he's a top five point guard. I, I better he, now, or you'd rather right, he's right. No, no, currently right this second, he is a problem. He's incredible. I don't care what people say about his jump shot, that it looks ugly, that he has world spin. It goes in. And on that one corner three in the first quarter where Levine was all over him, Levine's defense, I will say has not been awful. Sometimes if he get if he thinks that there was a foul called, he won't get back, but that's just Zach Levine being no, Zach Levine. He, he played well over this stretch. Yeah. I've got, I'm, I'm, I've got no I think issues I'm, with him over, the, over this particular stretch. I really don't. It's, it's just the team as a whole, but Tyrese Halliburton is so good. That, that corner three he hit with Levine in his face because of his weird, yeah, yep, his weird shooting is. pocket, yep. he was able to shoot it around Zach's arm and make it. And the shot he took to win the game, that he was on some Damian Lillard stuff right there from 35 feet to just pull that. And it was nothing but net. I just, I, I was sitting on the couch. I saw him hit that. And I slowly got up, went and went to the floor, and I was lying there for a good three minutes with my head and my arms mm-hmm. because I was flabbergasted. Although I shouldn't have been, just because the Bulls totally deserved to lose that game. Miles Turner is better than I thought. Buddy Heald didn't even play well, and they left him open. And they left him open to I don't was it to t- take lead tie the game? I don't know, but Buddy Heald hit a very important shot where they just didn't guard him. Even Andrew Nemhard didn't play well, and he's a good player. Benedict Matherin at 17, Chris Duarte at 15. They just get – their losses have been so heartbreaking for so long. And the thing is that I don't know if it's really uh, – I might go back my word here because I don't know if it's really heartbreaking when we expect it to happen. Because yes. I was, I was, it can be I was, both. I was, yeah, it can be I was, both. but I was very pessimistic throughout the entire game. I, I just had a gut feeling that they were going to choke that, that but, lead but, and choke that game, and they did. And 
both things can be true is what I'm saying that, that you can go into a game and you, you can know their pattern. You can know what they're likely to do, but it doesn't make it not hurt. Right. If you care, it doesn't just watching it happen and seeing it fulfill itself still hurts. Even if, if part of you has, has learned to expect it, the bulls were 10 of 22 from three, the Pacers were 16 of 44. They, again, it's double the attempts, double, Double the attempts from three. And then we and we saw it happening. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We saw them trading contested twos for threes. We watched it happen again. And after the game, I, this is this I found interesting. This is Casey Johnson, who quotes Zach Levine here. Zach Levine on the Pacers' 44 to 22 three point attempt at discrepancy. And Zach said the following Obviously, we don't have the team that takes a lot of threes. We have a couple guys on the team that take multiple threes a game. But if a team is shooting two or three times more threes than you, it's tough, unless you're making a lot of twos. Maybe. Well, you've been making like 60% of twos. That, well, you beat me to it. Sorry. The, the, the Bulls in that game, guess what they shot percentage from two? Wasn't it Just, like 61? 67. Wow. That 61 overall. They shot 67% from two. They are making a lot of twos, and they're still losing. I also want to say that so in tight games, oftentimes it comes down to who is the best player on the floor. People can talk all they want about DeMar DeRozan and his career. Great career. He's had a great individual player. People can talk about Zach Levine all they want, his athleticism, his ability to shoot, his ability to score the basketball. Tyrese Halliburton was the best player on the floor in that in that game. I I am if you were to ask me right now who is better between those three guys, I am saying Tyrese Halliburton without a doubt. And for a variety of reasons. He's 6-5, he can attack. He's a great shooter. He's I think he's either leading the league or second in the league in assists. I think he's averaging 10 assists per game. He's a great defender. There's nothing. He's not super athletic, but his size at the point guard position makes up for it. There's nothing he can't do. And he does. And not only does he do everything well, he does three things super well, which is shoot, pass, and the ability to create while going to the basket. And he is he is going to be a problem for a long time. He also has a game that's going to last. I don't think he's going to get hurt. He doesn't have a game that's going to get him hurt. I think he'll last a very long time. 
I am scared for the NBA with that guy. I don't know if the Pacers are going to build around him correctly. Yes, I said build around Tyrese Halliburton. I think he's yeah, that good. Maybe maybe pair him up with like a co number one, but I he's he's so good. He's so good, and you you mentioned it's hard to say. I wish the Bulls had a guy like that because he's on an, he's on another level. But that's what you need. I mean, yeah, but they just need a total reconstruction. They they just need more guys that fit the modern NBA. They don't have enough guys like that. More stuff from KC, who says the Bulls are now eleven and twenty-two in clutch games. That is defined as within five points with five minutes to play. So that there's again the number eleven and twenty-two. Last year in those games, they were twenty-five and sixteen. Damn. Now that eleven and twenty-two, the eleven wins is tied. For the third fewest of that kind, with the Pistons, the only teams behind them are the Rockets and the Spurs. So the Bulls are tied or only ahead of the teams with that group of teams that is trying to lose. They're trying to lose. The Bulls ostensibly, purportedly, are trying to win, and they have as many clutch wins as the teams that are trying to lose. Let's well, let's see. So who is on who who was on last year's roster that isn't on this year's? Troy Brown Jr., right? We can say Lonzo Ball for this. He qualifies. A healthy Javante. I, I get yeah, healthy Javante. Tristan who Tristan. else? Eh, fine. But okay. That wasn't well, it. it was it was unsustainable. Exactly. Late exactly. Game luck. Like, like I think last year, I think they overperformed and it hurt them in the long run. I, I think if they were to have this year's season last year, I think they would be in much better shape right now because I think it would give them a direction. It would give them either rebuilding, a rebuilding stage, or it would give them a... I still don't think they would be in a win now position. I don't think they would. It, it would. It would. It would give them. It would be better than this. Well, you mentioned rebuilding, and you mentioned looking looking ahead a little bit. While we were reviewing Zach's comments, I found it even more dire what Nikola Vucevic had to say to Darnell Mayberry of the Athletic when said, "Can the Bulls turn the corner?" And very, very succinctly, he said, "Maybe thirty games ago, but now it's hard to look at it that way." This is more Vooch. It doesn't really depend on us anymore. I mean, it does. We have to win. But we're depending on the people in front of us how they do. It's hard to say after 65 games we didn't figure it out. It's tough to believe that something's just going to click like that. We'll see. We're going to keep fighting, keep hoping hoping something happens. But it's obvious we've put ourselves in a very difficult spot now. That, that sounds like despair. The cliffs of despair. No, it's no, a cliff of insanity, pits of despair. Sorry. Oh, come on, man. You've seen Princess Bride enough times. I was at the actual cliffs of insanity. And yet you still messed that up. I, I messed, sorry, I messed it up. But you think he's resigning here? I don't want him to. I, I like him, but I don't think they should in no way in hell. I think he, I don't know. I can't tell if he wants a bigger role or a lesser role. I think this role he's been put in a position where it makes it difficult for him to play his game last season. Uh, no, not last season. When he was with Orlando two seasons ago as the number one guy, he was fantastic. And 
This year, when he's been the number two, if DeRozan's out, he's okay, been well, great. What if they trade DeRozan? Do you think if, if they if they... who's trading for him in the offseason? I would have understood if Phoenix would have done something before the Durant trade. God, that would have been nice if they could have gotten Bridges and Cam Johnson for that. Oh my! No, I'm sorry. No, they couldn't have because it, I, I was I was kind of saying they would have given up the same that they gave up for Durant, but for DeRozan, that wouldn't work out. Hell no! I would have given up. I would have taken Mikal Bridges straight up for DeMar DeRozan. I, I, you see what he's been doing lately? He's been playing out of his mind. I, I think he's going to be an all-star next year. But it, I, I don't think they're going to be able to trade DeRozan. I think Zach is going to be gone this offseason. It doesn't seem like he wants to be here. I think I, I, I'm okay with that. However, if you were to ask me which one of the core or big three that they like to call it, which it's not. I would ra- I would keep Zach out of those yes. guys just because he's younger and he better. fits the modern NBA. He's better. I can envision building. You can you can do this. Not build around Zach. Yeah, you can well, build with. Missed. You can build yeah. with him. You can, he can be you, part of a championship team. You can make a case to me. You can sit down and make a case to me for how to create a team that could maximize what Zach Levine could do and have it make sense. You can't do that with Vooch. You can't do that with DeMar. You can't. But you, you, the only guy where you could say, here's how this would work. Here's what Zach, Zach can do some elite things. Yeah. He can do some very, very special things. And I can't say that about the other guys because making a lot of contested twos and getting people to bite on a pump fake is not a special thing in the year 2023, nor will it be in I I, I, I want to say, give DeRozan some respect there. He is, at what he does in, as, an in, as a scorer, as an individual scorer, I'm not talking... NBA modern NBA. I'm just saying as a basketball player, DeRozan is an elite offensive player. Okay. Okay. The, the, it's just he, shot, the shot he that he is gets so, so good at, at, at what he's able to do. Uh, just knowing where defenders are going to be, knowing where they aren't. But the shot I, that he hits just doesn't count for as many I, points. I know. I know. I know. Dad, I know. It's the, I, I he's, he's a hall of famer. You need to give him some respect. DeRozan is an elite scorer of the basketball, even though it doesn't matter for this team. Well, then that, that's what value is, though. You have to. You have. Yeah, to I'm not saying him. he's valuable. I'm saying he, as a basketball player, he is elite. But he's not. It doesn't mean he's valuable. Right, Those before, are two different things. Before we get to the college showdown, Goran Dragic asked for the Bulls to let him go. He wanted out. And well, I, I think that's because of Beverly. That made that. But makes e- sense. either way, he 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 wanted to leave, and now he's a Milwaukee Buck. <laughs> and good for him. I'm happy was for right, him. but he screwed up. He signed with the Bulls because he wanted to win. And, <laughs> and and this is the same. This is the guy that that confronted that led the confrontation of Zach Levine in Minnesota that we talked about at length. So this guy knows more than anything what's up here and what's not happening here. And for him to leave and go to the Bucks. And for the Bucks to be as excited to have him, here's what's going to happen. He'll rest, he'll get healthy. He's the kind of guy who will not play an entire playoff series and then get in one because of a particular matchup and help them win it. Yeah. I He was struggling before his release, though, I will yes. say. He, he, he was going through some, he was going through a rough patch. I don't think any of us expected him to, 
do what he was doing at the beginning of the year throughout the entire season. And I think he's, he's a great locker room guy to have, especially on a contender. Drummond loves him. By the way, as, as depressing as this team is, I love Andre Drummond. Okay. I, he's so awesome. And I know he's an old school big that can't move and he can't shoot, but he is so fun to watch. He he make he make he's the only reason why I'm excited. Not I shouldn't say excited. I'm never excited to watch them anymore. He's the only reason why I would say okay, fine to sitting down to a Bulls game is watching Andre Drummond be Andre Drummond. Well, you're gonna say okay, fine to watching a Bulls game because it's because I have to job. Yeah, that's why because you're here doing this. So get used to it. It's not all. It's not always fun in games. You're not a fan anymore. You're a commentator. So, but I, I wish Dragic luck because he, he deserves it. He, he deserves it. And I've always liked him as a player and, and as a dude. And, you know, Rick points out that he wanted a real role and he probably could have signed in Dallas for a lesser role and he didn't. So, hey, more power to him. It is time now for the latest edition of the OWC College Showdown. My podcast partner likes to think that he knows where every current NBA player went to college. I don't claim to know that, but I do okay. I still have a winning record. I'm the vintage players that Jason pulls out of NBA history. Jason is 43 and 11. My current record is 28, 24, and 2. So who goes first this time? I got it. Sure. All right. Let's have it. We're going to start with. Former Kings guard, Larry Drew. Larry Drew. Ah. Bradley. Missouri. He's a good player. Former Warriors guard, and he was with the Lakers late in his career, Terry Teagle. Oh, shoot. Seton Hall? Baylor. Okay, that's a good name. Terry Teagle. And last but not least, we have former Rockets guard, and I would say in NBA history he's pretty underrated, Calvin Murphy. Oh, he's definitely underrated. A great player. Calvin Murphy. Did he go to an HBCU? Grambling. Niagara University. Oh, these were hard. Sorry, Calvin Murphy is a great I know, player. I think he's second in in Rocket scoring history. He's above Olajuwon, behind Harden. He also, if you, if I remember correctly, he no, had the, he had the NBA record for consecutive free throws made until it was broken by the Timberwolves' Michael Williams. And Murphy was sitting courtside, like trying to put the whammy on him every time he shot a free throw. <laughs> so it was kind of people got mad at him, and he apologized. It was kind of funny. All right, so I'm over three. Damn it. Current players for you. We will start with Sacramento guard PJ Dozier. Oh, I. Th- oh, I need to think about this. I'm going to be so pissed. Oh, no, no, no. Radio genius. No. I mean, I know for a fact if I get this wrong, I'm going to be mad. Is it Iowa State? It's South Carolina. 
Oh, I don't. Oh, you're not mad. You didn't. No, know. I'm not mad. I I thought I maybe I was thinking of somebody else. Get okay. your hand uh, away from your face. All right. Screw you. No, seriously, it, it just it sounds bad. I'm John Cena. Cleveland forward Lamar Stevens. You're stumping me today. <laughs> I think I knew this at one point. And yeah, I you know, it doesn't matter. I, I didn't ask you. I know. I think he went to a good football school, but I could be wrong. I think he went. Uh, Wyoming? Penn State. Oh, I was right. Okay. No, I knew that. Oh, no, you didn't. I did. No, I, I, I did know that. I knew he went to a football school. All right, go ahead. Although they're pretty good this year. Golden State guard Moses Moody. Arkansas. Yeah. There. Okay. All right. There it is. That was a tough round for both of us. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We So we were five and one last week, and Rick points out we were one and five together this week. Yowch. All right. Yeah. Well, that is episode 19. Coming up on the Bulls schedule, we have at the Nuggets on Wednesday night at the Rockets on Saturday, and then several days off before they face the Kings. So we'll have plenty of time to break down those two games. God, that Lamar Stevens is going to haunt me. (laughs) I should have gotten that. Picturing him coming out of your closet door at night in full uniform. (laughs) I'm going to be walking around moping and hanging my head. For the for the next forty eight hours, I'm just gonna walking really slowly. All right, we'll just get because I didn't the, what, remember Stevens. All right, yeah. shake it off. Uh, we'll we'll get you after the next couple games. Thanks for listening. Like it, download it, rate it, review it, slather it all over your body, place it in your pants. Okay. Oh. oh what, all right. No? That was really. What? stupid what? and you <laughs> took that way too far do whatever you have to do with podcasts to make it a part of your life Enjoy I, your I, you, I just i just want to put a disclaimer out there you don't need to shove a podcast in your pants i don't i don't know what yeah, is going pants. through my father's <laughs> head right now he, but he's wrong it, it should be played it's better if you place it in your pants how how would you know that uh, i don't know you don't want to know don't, don't make me answer that